Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet where you ask hard questions like, is the emo version of a clown a mime? No, it's not. They're not emo. Okay. They're just black and white. What are they? They're just black and white clowns. Not even clowns, because they're very different. Clowns are kind of the main species. Mimes are kind of just like an mm. offshoot. Like a, like a, um, you know how, um, things will adapt in the wild. Or like when they're put in yeah. new situations. Mimes are just domesticated clowns who, um, you know, lost all their color after being domesticated by humanity. So makes sense. They're not goth clowns, but they're more so clowns with depression. Yeah, clowns that got bleached. Um, okay. So it's like a gnome oh, situation. No. I I do want to point out something, by the way. Clowns can clowns can. You're telling me that clowns can go through bleaching? Yeah. Okay. That's how they become mimes. That's scary. I do have something very funny to point out. It's that mm-hmm. elves are actually hyper-adaptable. If you leave an elf in the Arctic for about like, uh, 56 years, they actually become Arctic elves, and they just adapt to that. If they live in the desert for 56 years, they will like straight up become dwar- like uh, fire elves. Like, depending... A single elf can go through like different kind of mini-evolutions depending on what situation they're left in. So it's mm-hmm. entirely possible that Volio is just like that because he's lived in the circus for so long. <laughs> That's terrifying. Was grown into a clown? Yeah, like he didn't start life as a clown. He just became one through a horrid metamorphosis. He evolved. Right, like your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are no comment. No comment. Okay, <laughs> That's very scary. Um, would we like to play? Because we got one hell of a session ahead of us today. Oh, I am so excited to play. I would love to play. I, I got out all of my Minecraft hyperfixation for the day already, so I can focus on something else. Okay. <laughs> well, um, shall we begin? Yes. So, previously in Extinction Curse, you guys continue your exploration of the Aaron Tower after scrapping with the succubus Baleni, who had basically admitted to manipulating the druids of the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning into civil war for her own amusement. Um, you stopped her, and after going through her notes, you found that essentially this Kavna Cash guy uh, is a demon priest uh, who is serving someone else by the name of Deepmouth Sarval Everhunger. That's not great. You don't really know what's going on, but you do know that Kavna Cash's goal here is to destroy the Aeon Orb, which 
would be bad for the Isle of Erin. Yeah, it would be. Like, its power is already fading, but being destroyed would be worse than that. Yeah. So you guys quickly climbed that tower. Uh, you met, made friends with the next Snapping Invisible guy. You had a climatic face down against uh, all of Kalanakash's lieutenants, which you only barely survived. And after preparing, you climbed the final flight of stairs to face off against the demon priest himself. And that is where we left off. And I'm going to pick up right from there, if that's okay with everyone. No, I think we should go back a little bit. Too bad. Yew Tree Stand, the wandering tree atop the summit of the Aaron Tower. High above you in the air is the Aeon Orb, circling you slowly as shadows rotate in circles around you. And there, before you, is Kavnakash. He is a troglodyte like his brethren, four hooded figures with uh, demon priest garbs kind of skulking around you, circling you like hyenas around a wounded kill. Kavnakash himself is a beast. He is taller and more muscle-bound than the others, and one half of his face and his like upper body is covered in demonic runes, which pulse with his heartbeat. Mm. In his hand, he carries a huge stone hammer, which almost looks like a primitive caveman's tool. And embedded in it, there is a stone carved in runes, granting it magical power. Behind him, there is a pteranodon, a large winged reptile with a long beak and apparently a wounded wing as it kind of holds itself in pain. And Kavnakash sneers at you all as you uh, come to the top. And he kind of lets out a rumbling laugh and he says... Surface dwellers, come to the summit of the tower to save your people, perhaps? Mm, yeah. Uh, Identify yeah. yourselves. That might be the case. I am Kavnakash, leader of this coach and servant to our glorious leader. Okay, are you done? Can I introduce myself now? Can I talk about myself, please? Binder of demons, oh. commander of troglodytes. And soon to be one of those powerful lizard men in the realm. I think he's more preoccupied with putting on a show. Okay, are you done now? Can I talk about myself? And when I have destroyed oh. you, I shall take the Aeon Orb that circles above us and deliver its shards to my glorious leader. God, you'd either be really great or really annoying in the circus. I think he'd be annoying. Anyway, now, answer my question. Who are you? Oh, I was trying to answer for the past ten years, and um, Rayari puts their hands on their hips, um, and he says, <laughs> "We're the Wandering Three, and we're from the circus. My name is Rayari Sansarnax, and I am the sexiest person in this tower." It's true. It is true. I am Folio. Nice to meet you. That's all. I'm Mariano. Your greeting's already stepped off on the wrong foot, considering you have, um, nice tattoos. <laughs> really nice. You feared the demonic rat of Zergavizem? <laughs> fear? No. They should fear me. I'm more annoyed. <laughs> Ha 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 
you fleshy fools, while you basked in the rays of the sun that fed you and nourished you and grew your plants and your fattened your livestock. We, the Zulgar people, we have not forgotten the ancient sin of your past. Fleshy. Uh, I don't feel any sins there, actually. I think that maybe you need to get over the past. Or become it. <laughs> this guy is making a lot of cryptic uh, words, and you're not necessarily following them all, but you can get the sense he's, he's not good. Oh, no. Rari knows. R- he uh, he kind of, like, drags his hammer behind him, his tail flicking a little bit, um, and he points and says... I will let you tree survive, and perhaps even become highest-ranking servants of scaly kind when the time comes. A one condition. Um. No, thank you. I don't have a boss, and what are I you doing with your lips? That way. <laughs> uh, expressing how fucking ridiculous that you proposition will is. Why I'm Kavnakash. <laughs> Servant to the glory! Stop it! <laughs> You're making noises with your mouth to drown me out! <laughs> oh, you finally figured it out. Good for you! You must answer this one question. I think that was a good one. You will answer this one question in exchange for your lives. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Okay, sure. What's the How question? do we destroy this orb? <laughs> Hold on. Pause. You came up here. You did all of this in the tower and you do not know how to actually destroy it? You can kind of look around as he's saying this and you can see that there are like discarded spears, nets, slings. There's even like a catapult that's being uh, made. And he smiles and says, Brute strength will not work. We have tried dispummeling it, slashing it, bleeding it. We even had our most glorious pteranodons Fire us up so we could engage in hand-to-hand combat. And nothing works. You engaged in hand-to-hand combat with an orb? (laughs) We overestimated you. (laughs) You're starting to remember that some of the things Baleni said about this guy. And he's dumb. <laughs> starting to remember that they're literally devolved. It seems that he really doesn't know what he's doing, and he's starting to get a little bit desperate. Rayari, oh, no. Rayari points of points of points their finger at the at at um the Zulgath guy. Kavnakash. Um, with one hand on the hip, Kavnakash. Um, and, and she says, "I think that you came here without a plan." And your backup plan is trying to make us tell you how to destroy the orb that would, like, kill all life here. That's what you want. That, that it, le- Level with me. Is that what you want? I am following my glorious leader's plan. Okay, yes, glorious leader. Um... Why doesn't your glorious leader he know how to me with this the mission. orb? He has much more to attend to. And that was a mistake. I think that maybe he should have entrusted Silence! somebody who knew what they were doing. You listen to me here. You I said s- that you are from the circus. Oh, am I supposed to? Does that yes. mean that the circus is nearby? 
Um, so what? If the circus is nearby, what? then you three are not the only ones with, with your powers. And that means that there must be entertainers. And for there to be entertainers, there must be a settlement. Oh, God. If you tell us not how to destroy this orb, we will find that settlement and raid it and look for any one person who can destroy it. So you listen. Do you understand, fleshy kind? If you do not bow to our orders, we will go to whatever settlement you perform for, and we will take every man, woman, and child from the houses that are there and use them until one of them can help us destroy this orb. Rary, Rary raises the, raises his hand. Yeah, can I speak now? Okay. Um, well, I mean, you will just kill you. <laughs> you fools. You cannot kill us. We are servants of Zevgavizeb. The hunger in the dark. We have waited and rested. Well, and bed. now that glorious time to feast upon our foes has come. Fully has had enough of this. Are you get, uh, pulling out your weapon and coming like closer? Yes. He sees you coming closer and says, I see there's hunger in you too. You're coming closer to me. Oh, so you're approaching up. me. Oh, oh, oh. Shut up. <laughs> then come as close as you like. My oh, servants, God. empower me with your magic and we shall destroy these, these fools and take those that they protect as our slaves. And fellas? Okay, sweetie, no. We're gonna roll initiative now. Thirteen. Uh, Rayari's going to sit back and, and watch. At twenty-two. Okay, so, uh, alright. Top of the order is Kavnakash. And... Kavanakash kind of snarls as he starts rushing towards you, and uh, he kind of like, uh, he bears these monstrous fangs as translucent green slime oozes down his lips. And he says, You foolish flesh creatures! In coming here, you have doomed those you have sworn to protect. And now, we shall have the orb destroyed, one way or another. Uh, and he's going to rush up to you guys, uh, going for you, Royari. And he's going to slam at you with his maul. And that is a 35 to hit. 35? That's a crit. Uh, on that stent, that is uh, 20 bludgeoning damage. Okay. As he slams into you hard. Um, and Royari, the eye of essence that is holding your brute together flies open. And suddenly you feel this like holy energy pouring into you. Apparently this guy oh my goodness. is willing to help you against this guy because he's got enough fiendish stuff going on that it counts. And he has chosen you as okay. someone that is worthy of holding it. The relic has awoken. And your shit is wrecked, Captain Cash. Alright, Homestuck. Um, he's going to make a second attack now, <laughs> this time going for you, Volio, as he swings the hammer again. And this time that is a 21 against your AC. 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hits. That's 17 damage. Ouch. 
my fleshy skin. Um, and as he slams, he points Your and says, skin? Now, my creatures of the underworld, attack! And uh, there's a screech from behind him. As you see now, silhouetted by the stars, that pteranodon raises to its full height and lets out a primeval scream as it flaps its wing. And you see there's a hole in its wing, presumably from the Aeon Orb. But nonetheless, it like... Oh, like it starts like running on all fours towards you, Ariato, screeching as it goes, and it is going to make a beak attack at you. That's a twenty-two to hit. It hits. Uh, and that is this is a beak attack. Yes, it is piercing. Oh, you sweet summer child. That's ten piercing damage. Blood vendetta. Okay, uh, Ariato, as it stabs into your shoulder, suddenly blood spurts out of its shoulder, and it lets out another shriek. Uh, what happens? All right, so uh, make me a will save. Okay, pteranodons are famously not very good at will saves. That's a 13. Uh, 13? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. You take the full persistent bleed damage, and until the bleeding stops, the target has weakness one to piercing and slashing. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, and how much bleed damage is that? That would be... Two piercing damage. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so it takes two damage, um, but you can see as it recoils, uh, suddenly its skin looks a little shaky. It spent two actions running up to you because it has a very low land speed and it cannot fly. Um, so yeah, that is its turn. And Ariado, it is now your turn. What do you do? Uh... Oh, before anything else, make me a fucking fortitude save. It smells phenomenally bad. 24. Uh, a 24? Yeah, that's enough. You're fine. You, this smells nothing to you. Um, right now you can see all the Zulgat on this summit. Uh, you're, like, there's smoke clogging your vision, but, um, they're all within your range. So what do you do? You've got three actions. Uh, she's going to go with the standard opener. There are people in front of her mm-hmm. and close by her. That's right. So action one shield. Okay. Next two actions, Bane. All right. Ariato, your shadows start to seep out underneath you. Uh, and is that a five foot? Five foot. Okay. Uh, darkness starts to seep beneath you and it catches Kavnakash and the Pteranodon. And uh, you bust up your AC for a second and hope for the best. Um, and uh, it's at this point that uh, the other Zulgats start to move in as well. Um, you can see that the way that they are moving, uh, they are definitely like Kavnakash's big boys, you know? These are his cultists. Um, they're all wearing hoods, and they're all like chanting a little bit as they rush forward. These all know some divine stuff by the looks of it. Uh, regardless, one is going to rush up to you, Volio, and he's going to make a dagger attack. That is an 11 to hit. Nope, that doesn't hit. Okay, well, he's going to make a second attack, and that is a natural one. This poor cultist ain't doing too hard. Ooh. Oh, dear. Okay, um, so that is... He... Oh, he has to make a reflex save. Okay, he accidentally drops his dagger, and he lets it out as it goes down, and he starts gibbering in undercommon as he frantically tries to pick it up. Um, another one rushes up to Uvolio from the side, and it's going to make a, another dagger attack. 
That's a 24 against you. Yeah, that hits. Uh, six piercing damage. You're killing me here. And he's going to attack you again. Uh, that is a 22. That's going to be another six piercing damage. Yep. Um, You're really killing me here. <laughs> um, another Zulgath rushes out, this time from the other side towards you, Ariato. And uh, he enters your bane. So that's, I'm uh, taking that into account. Uh, that's a 12 total then. No. He's going to try again. Uh, that time, it's going to be a 20. No. Okay. Um, another one finally rushes up from behind Royari and tries to get him. Uh, that is going to be a 16. Uh, nope. Last one. Uh, oh, he's also in the bank, so it's a 14. Okay. The second one, uh, that is a... Oh, no. That is a... That's a 9. That's a crit fail. Uh-oh. Uh, he's kind of out of breath as he's like, <sighs> so he is slowed too now, um, because he needs to he needs to catch take a moment to catch his breath. He kind of had to jump past the stairs to get to you. Um, okay, Volley, will you roll me a fortitude save against their stench? Sure, twenty one. You're fine, Volio. It is your turn. You are surrounded by demonic cultists. Kavnakash is right there in front of you. What the fuck do you do? I hit Kavnakash. Do you want to rage? Yes. Okay. Well, okay, rage. actually, do I? Let me let me consider this, because I am low HP already, but it also lowers my AC by one, because you're literally killing me here. Uh, mm. Strategy. Uh, all right, I'll rage. Okay. So, Volio... Uh, after a quick second of, oh god, should I? You honk loudly, and anger fills your veins. Um, what anger, do you do? Silliness. Silliness fills your veins. Starts laughing. Okay, go for it. <gasps> 14. Uh, a 14 against Kavnakash is, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately miss. a miss, but not a crit fail. Cool. Uh... Well, I'll try to hit one of these stupid fucking troglodytes then. Okay, go for it. 20! Okay, a 20 is just a hit. Like, just a hit. Because of everyone's position. Oh my god. Yeah, he's got high AC. 17 bludgeoning. Okay, 17 bludgeoning damage as you slam into him. Hey, that's a gargling roar. You strike me, surface dweller! Yes! Is that not the... Is that not I the point? fighting! <sighs> um, is that your turn, Volio? Good answer. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my turn. Okay. Royari, will you roll me a fortune against their stench? It's very smelly up here. Ew. Fortitude save? Yes. 24. Okay, you're good. This guy's... You're used to it by now. Royari, it is your turn. What do you do? Um, well... You have the mash because you waited as everyone starts fighting around you. You stood, like, perfectly still. And you're like, okay, I'll fight now. Uh, Royari got hit and they were like, oh, ouchie. Um, um... But now they're going to... Um, I assume that we already had, like, weapons and stuff out. Um... So Royari is going to... 
attack with the Nash attack, I think. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. do that first. 23. Against who now? Um, having a cash. Yes, that is a hit. Okay. Rayari um, attacks. And, and how much damage is that? Nine damage as they, I don't know, stab into his arm. Very nice. Um, she winks, um, and then is going to use a finisher. Okay, go for it. 17, I don't think it hits. 17 is not a hit, but you can roll me another d6 anyway, because that's how much damage you'll do. It's one damage. Well, it's one damage at least. Uh, um, you, at the, you kind of catch him at the cheek, and you cut his cheek a little bit, and he lets up a snarl of anger, and he says, You are not worthy to draw my blood! Uh, I'm worthy to do anything I want. Um, and then Rayari does a backflip over Kavnakash's head. Okay, are you tumbling through? Yes. Okay, roll acrobatics. That's a 28. Uh, a 28 against Kavnakash. Uh, that is a crit. So I'm going to give you a hero point for that. Yay! Uh, Rayari, you swish over his head and do a sweet flip, and he looks around and, and he turns and snarls at you as you jump behind him. Um, it is now his turn. And Calvin uh, Cash like, touches the blood in his face and he says, I am wounded, and now I shall return the favor. And he inhales, and he kind of, like, looks at, uh, I think he actually, like, he uh, slams his hammer backwards, and he uses Channel Smite. So he's going to smite you, Royari. Uh, that is a... Uh, 21 minus uh, a 21 minus 2 because of Ariato's Bane. That is a 19 against you. That doesn't hit. He slams his hammer down and you see that there's like black energy wafting off it and he snarls and he says <laughs> and he's very fucking mad. Um, so that's Don't wasted. Cry. Um, he's wasted an action unfortunately. Um, that barely missed by the way. 21 hits. But with the minus two, that's why it didn't hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to now spend uh, one action, and he is going to uh, just try to, like, snap at you with his jaws. Mm, that's going to be another miss. That is an 18, thanks to Ariato. Hell yeah. Man, this Bane's really fucking him up. I think he's getting angry about that. Thank you, Ariato, for keeping me alive. <laughs> You're welcome. I like fucking everybody up. (laughs) All with the power of just being you. Um, Okay. Uh, It is the Pteranodon's turn. And uh, Royari, it is going to probably now uh, just try to... It just tries to stab you in its beak. That's going to be a 22 to hit. Wait, no, a 20 because of Ariato. God damn it. Yay, it doesn't hit. <laughs> um, it's angry, it's going to attack you, Ariato. That is unfortunately going to be a 14 minus 2. That is a 12, Ariato. Nope. And its last attack, it screeches in frustration and it tries to attack you one last time. That is going to be a 16 against you. Nope. I rolled a 28 and it got fucked over because it was a turn attack in a bane. <laughs> um... Ariado, it is your turn. Um, your bane is proving pretty efficient against these guys, but you don't know how long it's going to last. 
What do you do? Okay. Uh, she. You know what? You know what? You know what? She's gonna do something that she hasn't done before. Oh God! What's she gonna do? Enlarge. Enlarge. On Volio. <gasps> Why are you making the cloud bigger? This is yes. So scary. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey Ritz, your reach is uh, increases by five feet. You are unfortunately clumsy one, but you take a plus two stat bonus to melee. I'm large and I'm pointing. Volio, suddenly you tower, standing at 14 feet tall. <laughs> Volio looks like a fucking cryptid. Towering above these things, you are the same size as this Pteranodon as it shrieks at you. Uh, odd body kind of like floats around your head like a fucking Gigantamax Pokemon. <laughs> and you are suddenly so large that you can hit like, like you can hit way more people now. By virtue of just filling more space, there's way more stuff you can hit now. <laughs> and again, all your attack rolls are going to be too high, which is very fucking scary. How long does this last? Five minutes. Holy shit. What the fuck? The entire fight. The entire oh fight. Ariato, you, you just had this? I just had just this. You fucking saving it for us. Even Bloodline fucking OP. I love <laughs> that you saved that for this. Um, I think because it comes from the demon Bloodline, Volio, you get like, kind of like, you know, spikes growing out of your back like a cartoon dinosaur. And... <laughs> You kind of have like a few scales growing here and there. You look scary as hell. I mean, yeah. Ariadne, you have <laughs> one action left. Would you like to cast shield? Would you like to uh, increase your area of effect with Bane? Do you want to cast guidance? What's the plan? Um, I mean, my shield lasts for, we'll start your next turn. Oh yeah. Uh, she's gonna recast her shield. Okay, you pop another bubble around you, keeping yourself safe, Ariato. Um, it is the Zulgat's turn, and they kind of get like scampering uh, surprise, um, and kind of side eye each other, like what the fuck. Um, it's going to try attack. One of them is going to try attack you, Rolio. Uh, that is a uh, fifteen against you. Fifteen, no, bitch. Uh, that's a nat one. Uh, the one who was, like, behind Royari earlier, instead, is knocked off balance. And his last one's gonna take a minus 12 instead of a minus, t uh, 10. Uh-oh. Oh my god. A 24 becomes a 12. Oh! <gasps> my goodness! Yeah, so he doesn't hit, I assume, right? No, fuck no. Actually, that was even lower. That was a... I forgot that uh, he's also standing in Bane. So that's actually gonna be a 10. Oh! No. My Wait, god! Did my AC raise at all? Uh, your AC dropped. Uh, okay, cool. That's fine. Your AC is too lower. Yeah, because you're silly mode. Yeah, right. you're, a little, yeah. you're a little Still bit off balance. Um, the fine. other one is going to go for you, uh, Royari dies, and that one as well! God damn! Great miscalculation. He crits himself. Cool. He accidentally stabs himself in the hand as he's going for Evolio, and he takes 16 damage. Ooh. Ouch. 
Um, the one that dropped his uh, knife earlier screeches and like scampers to pick it up. That's one action. He's gonna attack you as well, Volio. That is a 21 to hit. Yep. That is seven piercing damage. Uh, all right, and the last one is uh, actually going to chant, and he's uh, chanting out a prayer in Undercommon. He's pointing towards Kavnakash, and he's screaming, and he starts to heal uh, Kavnakash. Kill him, kill him, kill that guy fast. Uh, the cultists all have healing spells by the looks of it. We have That's to kill eight. the clerics. That's eight healing to Kavnakash. Uh, because yeah, he's not hurt enough that he could, that it warrants more than that. Um, he lets out a snarl and he says, <laughs> You fools! My acolytes are loyal to a fault, and I shall not fall while they worship me. Uh, okay. Uh, that works for me. Um, and that is their turn. Uh, Volio, it is your turn. You're not looking great. You've taken some solid really damage. Not. What do yeah. you do? I wasn't looking good when we got here, bitch. Uh, well, I'm fucking massive. These guys okay. are... So you know how when you swing a bat, it's like a, it's like a, it's a curve? Mm-hmm. These three guys in front of me are curved. Mm-hmm. Can I hit all three of them in one swing? Um, it would have to be three separate attack rolls, and it would take a minus to each of them. But I will give you a hero point if you pull it off. You might want well, to start you know with Kavnakash first. I'm not gonna pull it off. So, uh, well, these guys, the other two, the two like clerics have pretty low hate, like AC. They're level one. You might want to try hit Kavnakash first, though. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll do like a backward swing. Well, he was okay. ambidextrous, so it's just a swing, but... Yeah, um, okay, that's terrifying. You throw one to the other, and you grab it, and you go for it. So that's 24 for the cabinet Yes, that is hit. You hit him for how much damage? Uh, well, hold on. Uh, 22 for the second one, and then... That's a hit. 19 for the third one. Each of those is a hit. Get a hero point. Fuck yes. Alright, so that's um, 16 bludgeoning damage to Kavnakash. Okay. Seven to one of the troglodytes, and then seventeen to the other. Okay, uh, Volio, as you are swinging, the one who stabbed himself in the hand, you just fucking knock his head clean off as he's going. Oh Finally. my god! Uh, so one of the uh, cultists is down, and Kamikash snarls and says, "Now you have drawn my ire for real." I thought we already did. Uh, Shut up. No. Um, okay. Volio, is that your turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. Royari, it is your turn. Um, before anything else, you feel this, like, tugging from the Eye of Essence, almost like it's pointing you towards Volio. You don't know what that means, but if you take two actions, you might find out. Yeah, Royari's like, uh, just don't get me killed, please. Um, and then does that, yes. Vol Royari, as you turn to look at him, the eye opens, like, properly, and you feel this, like, holy energy wafting through your heart. And then, I shit you not, you care about stare, Volio. I what? what? You care about stare him. A beam of holy light explodes from the eye of essence on your heart. And it 
enters Volio. Uh, you cast Word of Fate. Okay. What the fuck is um, that? Once per hour, you heal the wounds of your of your allies and bolster their spirits. The target regains 1d8 HP per item level and reduces their frightened value by one. That's 5d8 healing for Volio. Okay. So roll me 5d8, Royari. That's 27. Volio, you restore 27 HP. How are you looking? Uh, a lot better. A little bit over half. Feeling good, feeling sexy. Feeling Rari, large it appears that the Eye of Essence has selected you as its champion and is unlocking further powers. Okay. It likes you. You passed its test, it seems. Rari's like... Oh, holy shit! Um, thank you. My Tabitha god. Barrels and he says, Use a holy magic in the presence of demons. Laughable. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Anyways, uh, stab! Um, and Ryari stabs. Okay, um, make me attack roll. Okay, uh, or I'm gonna use a... I'm gonna use a finisher. I'm very confident. It's, tw- it's a 19. 19 because he is flanked is a hit. Hell yeah, that's 21 damage. Holy shit. Royari, you stab him hard and he lets out a snarl of anger and fury. Yay. Um, and he stumbles and clutches himself and he's I will not let this stand. You stab, you interposed between our final crusade and I will not let the glorious leader down. I don't really care. <laughs> I think you already have, bitch. <laughs> um, and for a second, you see that confident facade falter as he doubts himself for just a moment. Um, and now it's his turn, and he snarls and shakes his head and says, No! No! I will not fail! I will not fail! And he uh, moves five feet and repositions himself so he's a little bit away from you guys, and he inhales... And then he lets out a huge dinosaur scream. Um, and that hits all of you. And also the Pteranodon, because he's a fucking asshole, I guess. I, yeah. Sounds about right. The fuck? Everyone needs to make me a fortitude save. Okay. That's bad. That's a bad one. That's a bad roll. 28. Uh, 15. Not 20. Jesus. Of course. Ariadu, you fucking uh, jump back a little bit, uh, but Volio, you take half damage from this because you're fucking whatever. Royari, you take full damage as he uses Cry of Destruction, uh, which is a focus spell that he's gained from his worship of Zivgavised. And that's going to be 3d8 damage, uh, sonic damage to each of you as he, his voice booms. Uh, and that is... 17 damage. So, uh, Volio to you, that is 8 damage. Okay. Kevin Akash, that's out, like, as his, like, roar comes to a stop, he kind of sputters and says, like, ah, ah, Heal me! He snarls at his uh, allies and they all kind of, like, chirp and they get ready to do so. Um, it's the Pteranodon's turn. It's going to keep pecking at you, Ariato, because it doesn't know what else to do. And that is going to be. 
that is an 18 against you, minus 2, that's a 16. Nope. Second one, that is going to be uh, a 13 minus 2, that's an 11. Nope. And lastly, but not leastly, that is a 15 minus 2, that's a 13. Damn, your bane's really fucking with him, huh? Yep. Uh, that is his turn. Ariado, it is your turn. What do you do? Well, I kept forgetting about something. Um, oh god, what? Dranon takes 8 and 8's uh, persistent bleed damage. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes, his bleeding has still go- kept going. He has not recovered from yep. that. So yes, he has taken a total of 16 bleed damage over these last two turns. He's not looking well. Yeah. Um, you know that these cultists are about to try to um, to heal Kavnakash. Uh, there's a Tyranodon right in front of you, and Kavnakash himself is within your range of most of your spells. What do you do? Uh, go after the cultists first. Always go after the healers first. Mm. They're the most annoying. That's true. Go for it. Healers first, and then the ranged people. Okay. Uh, she's going to activate her jaws. Okay, Ariato, your glutton's jaws spurt out of your face, and as you start getting ready to rip and tear, you feel a hunger pushing through you. What do you do? Uh, attack the one between her and the Tyranodon. That's a 21. A 21 is a hit. Roll damage. Uh, six damage. Okay, that's six damage and three healing to you. Very nice. He, like, lets a shriek of pain. Uh, by the way, I keep forgetting. Are you making anyone's AC lower? It's just a target. A single target. Anyone who can see you. Cool, Kavnakash. Okay, Ariado, as you plunge your fangs into this guy's, uh, into one of his acolyte's throat, uh, he sees you, and for a second, he, like, falters as he sees that you yourself have demonic power. And he's a little bit put off by that. Good. You have one action left. What do you do? Uh, go again. Okay, go for it. I don't want this guy to get any heals whatsoever. Go for it. Uh, okay. Um, 24. Uh, a 24 against this cultist. That is a hit. Roll damage. Uh, 8 damage and 2 healing to me. Okay. Ariadne, you chomp into him. You restore a further 2 HP as you just maul him. And he's looking bad. He's looking pretty fucking afraid. How much HP do these guys fucking have? Not much. This guy's literally on death's door now. Um, I think that's why when it's his turn now, he pulls back and heals himself because he's not, you know, he likes being alive. Um, and he kind of can't won't be for long. He spends an action healing himself and he restores a total of one HP. Uh-oh. Bitch. He looks down himself kind of panicked as he stares at you. Um, I mean, that's a kind of... <laughs> I think with her glutton's jaws, she kind of smiles and laughs at him like, Oh, oh you're so fucked. Um, however, the other two that remain alive, uh, they both spend uh, two actions uh, chanting uh, to Kavnakash, and uh, they kind of go, Kalina! Kalina! As uh, they heal him for a total of 8 HP. Uh, with their last two actions, they are going to continue attacking. Captain Cash lets out like a chuckle and he's like, Yes, destroy in the name of Captain Cash. Do as I bid my trolls. And uh, they shrug and do what he says. 
Um, the one behind you, Ariato, is kind of off balance, so when it attacks, it's already at minus two, even before Bane. That's gonna be a 12 total. No. Um, the other one is going to go for you, uh, Volio, and that is a... 18. Is it an 18 a hit? Yep. Okay. Uh, that is gonna be eight piercing damage as he stabs into your ankle. Well, into your knee. Oh, my fucking knee. Seven? Yep, seven damage. Ouch. Uh, Volio, it is your turn. Uh, you got three actions. Uh, there are three troglodytes left. There's a fucking giant pterodactyl and Captain Akash. What do you do? Man. Volio smash. Volio kill. Okay, Volio. Volio murder in a pulp. Uh, he's gonna bring his uh, big maul over this last troglodyte by him. That's a 29. Oh my or god. 20, 31 actually. 29? Jesus Christ! Oh, because of it! That's right, because of fucking large. Ah! Yeah, that's right. Ritz! That's a crit, yes. and you've rolled max damage. How? You did 36 damage to a guy who has like 20 HP max. He's got four left. This is fucking cruel. I know. You fucking knock him to the floor beneath. Like, you literally make a hole through the floor and he falls and he's fucking dead. He's extinct. You fucking ended him. Good. I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they shouldn't have worshipped yeah, demons. I'm gonna do the same thing. Can I think of that forehead? <laughs> you, have one ac- you have two actions left. What do you do? I take a step. And then I kill okay. again. No, I don't. I don't kill. Uh... Let me use a hero point, actually. Okay, go for it. 23. Against who? Cabinet Cash. That is a hit. How much damage is up? That is 9 bludgeoning. Okay, you negate the healing he took earlier, and he's starting to look a little bit antsy now. He lets out snouts. and says, You, you monster. You do not know who you are dealing with. I am Cabinet Cash. Leader of the, this clutch, destroyer of celestials, eater of worlds. But can you, um, like, can you, like, walk on a tightrope, though? <sighs> mm, I think that you're not as good as us. <laughs> uh, okay, that is hit your turn. And Royari, it is your turn. There's a pterodactyl, there's two cultists left. What do you do? Ariari is going to tumble through um, Kavnakash since they need to move up to him anyways. Okay. Um, I will now roll acrobatics. Okay. I will not roll acrobatics. <laughs> um, okay, so unfortunately, a 14, which is what you rolled, is... Uh, not quite enough to get through. So, I'm, can I have moved up to him, though? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You just won't have gone through his face, you won't go up to Nash. Rary bumps into him, and using their second action, they're like, oh, big man, do you come here often? He has a snarl of anger. And he, like, it looks like he's about to fucking spit at you. Make me a fucking will set. Like, make me a fucking diplomacy check. 23. Okay. 
that work? 23 work? Uh, a 23 is literally just what you need, yes. Yay! Uh, he is bun mode, and he doesn't really know what to do. His will saves are a little lower, and uh, you have gained panache. And you've one action left. His AC is a little bit lower. What do you do? I will just immediately use the finisher on him. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Derry, can you pull your crit cards out? Oh my god. I just rolled that 20. And that 20? Yep. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh my god. Um... So, Royari? Huh? Royari, you stab into his heart. Oh my god. And I don't mean you stab, like, near his heart. I mean, literally, you get him in the heart. You do triple damage. Oh How my. much damage is that? Um... Uh... 8 times 3 is 26 plus 8... Uh, 32. 32 damage? Yeah. Yeah. Rayari, how do you do this? Um, Rayari. This entire turn, I'll, I'll let you know what happens to the entirety of, of Rayari's turn. Uh, Rayari uh, glanced back at Kavnakash, tried to tried to backflip over them again, but mm-hmm. like accidentally like bumped straight into them. Um, but she recovered and was like. Hey, big boy! Um, freak the fuck, freak the fuck out of Kavnakash, and then um, stabbed him in the heart. Your sword pierces right through his heart, and he lets out a. And as you're holding him there at the edge of your, like through your rapier, he lets out a gurgled. But, but the glorious leader trusted me, and the town trusted the circus. And you pull out your blade with a flourish, and Kevin the Cash topples to the floor, dead. Was that a good line? You think that was a good it was line? Very good, yes. Thank you. I thought so. It's one of your very good number one zingers. I try every day. The Tyrannodon and the two like uh, troglodytes are still left, and they don't like look at each other like they don't know what to do. They're gonna keep going, but like they. They're almost over with. Yeah. Um, it's a Tyranodon's turn. Uh, it takes how much bleed damage, KK? Eight. My goodness. Oh my god, the Tyranodon lets out a dying screech. It's going to keep going for a second, but you can tell it's on its last legs as well. It makes a beak attack against you, Ariato. Does a 19. That is my AC. Okay, it just manages to get you. And it does six piercing damage. Okay. And it's going to try to peck at you again. This time, that's a 13. No. And I think with its last action, it just tries to back away. It doesn't know what to do. It moves 10 feet away, shaking its head. Ariado, it is your turn. There are two troglodytes left and one to round on. What do you do? Can I use an action to throw this man right next to me into the pile that's forming right in front of me? If you can make me an athletics check, you can absolutely push him over there, yeah. It's a 15. 
Okay, that's enough. He's a level one creature. You shove him and he kind of stumbles back and he's with the others now as they kind of look at at each other and they're like trying to figure out what the fuck's about to happen. You have two actions left. I can tell what you might be using those two actions for. What do you do? Make me a fortitude save. Oh my god. All of them. Uh, That's a nine from the Tyrannodon. Crit fail. And that's a 15 from the cultists. Fail. Okay. Oh my god! Plenty sonic damage. Ariato, an explosion of sand ripples through each of them. And they all fall to the floor, their heads gushing out mucus. And you have sent those dinosaurs back into extinction. (sighs) Well, I think that that was a 10 out of 10 performance. Julio, uh is stomping around. Volio, <laughs> um, uh, do you like being large? I was already tall. I love this. What's it like being taller? Oh, let me show you. And he grabs Ariato by like the arms, like, her side of her arms, and like lifts her up. <laughs> oh my like god, at the armpit. I'm a... S- <laughs> oh my god. How is the view? How do you live like a skyscraper? <laughs> This is cool. The height? How do I make myself taller? You have to spell? You cast on me! Can't you cast? I mean, yeah, but it's more useful on both of you because you guys do the stabby stab. Okay. And the smashy smash. I have fire. Useful in a fight, but you know what else enlarge can be useful for? Performances. Looking cool in a performance that we are going to be late for. (laughs) I think as you're all like chuckling because you've did it you've you've managed to stave off this Zulgat threat and in in the process you saved Aberton twice now once from demon cultists and now from the Zulgat I think Ariato as Volio is holding you in the air you're the first one to notice it mm-hmm. the Aeon Orb oh she looks at it. It's stopped circling. And it's just hovering above the tower now. Perfectly still. Hmm. Hmm. From all the descriptions, it was cir- it circles around this tower, right? Uh-huh. Should be. But yeah. Uh, oh. I think it's broken. I don't like that at all! <laughs> and then it starts to descend. Oh. I don't like that at all. It is coming towards the summit. The light that shines on you all, suddenly you have these memories. Not memories per se, but like you've experienced things. You experience what it's like to be a small child running through a cornfield as the summer sun comes down on it. You experience being a mouse coming out from its burrow and seeing that the sun has come up and spring has come. You experience the warmth of a leaf that has just grown the tree that it is belonging to sways in the summer wind. 
and you experience life. And that experience of life just grows more and more. The Aeon Orb, whatever it is, is a relic of a dead god. But while Kavnakash and his men were clearly intent on destroying it, you have proved that you want to protect it. And in doing so, you have suddenly shown that you are more than simple just adventurers. As you imagine what it is like to be man, animal, plant, all reaping the gifts of the Aeon Orb, you do reap those gifts. And the light of the Aeon Orb shines into you on a sub-molecular level, and it leaves something in you. And that feeling of life that you experienced doesn't go away as the orb begins to rotate to power and rotate you as well. And I think as like Volu, you're probably returned to your size because this takes oh, seconds and minutes and hours and days and years and millennia and no time at all. Volio, Ariato, and Royari look at each other experiencing life and I think Volio you notice a cut on Royari's face close up and heal and Ariato that scuff on Volio's arm that he got a week ago when he was messing with some of the wooden stakes around the camp it's gone oh my god And the Aeon Orb is part of you now. You have been gifted a portion of the dead god's power. What? You've been gifted a portion of the Aeon Orb's power. You've been gifted a resonant reflection. The reflection of life. Which is a power which will go in your feet section. You regain double the normal number of hit points when you rest. The healing you gain from long-term rest is similarly doubled. In addition, you can focus this healing energy to accelerate your body's natural healing process even further. Two as for two actions, once per day, you can gain fast healing for one minute. This amount of fast healing increases for every, by one for every two levels you have beyond fifth level. Oh my god. You are no longer just people. You're godlings. Hello? Sorry? <laughs> the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I don't need my ego growing that much. <laughs> are you sure you want Volio being a godling? <laughs> I want it. Are you sure you want Ariato being a godling too? Like... I Oh, I'm, I'm totally I fine didn't choose this. Godling. The Aeon Orb did. And you didn't choose it for sure either. 
Well, here you are. Rari looks down at like at her at her own hands and is like, "That happened, right? Like you felt like that wasn't just me, like having a, a short hallucinogenic trip because I ate a mushroom on accident." You saw it too. Yeah, okay. We all didn't take any mushrooms. We 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 all saw it. Is it was it the moss? I I didn't eat the moss. <laughs> Crack? Is it crack oh. for smoking? I, there's no crack around! Unless it was the fumes from these guys, and she points down to the dead Solgath. Ew. Ah. Their bodies have literally started to flower. Like, their bodies have re-entered the carbon cycle almost instantly. Oh my goodness. That's... Oh my god, it takes years to do that. Oh my god, where Kamenek Ash's rancid flesh was moments ago, now there's a bank of violets. That is terrifying. Not okay. bad, but... You've all gained some power over the concept of life itself. That's insane. <laughs> hmm. Well, I can't say I'm complaining. I, I, neither can I. Why would I? But <gasps> let's use our powers for evil. Not dead. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Rayari, Rayari goes over to to Volio and and and, um, and takes takes their their hand and and slaps their wrist. They're like, absolutely not. No evil. No Owie, evil. You slapped me. Yes. No evil. We're not using our powers for evil. It was a joke. I do not trust that, Volio. <laughs> I can hear I can hear in your voice when you mean something and you meant that. Did I? Okay. <laughs> oh, Ariano! <laughs> I'm being bullied again. I mean... I'm not entirely for the evil thing. I just want to put that out there. Who said evil? No one. That's who. Promise. I like chaos, <laughs> not evil. Chaos is very wonderful. Promise you will not do any evil. Rayari puts out their, their pinky uh, at Volio. <laughs> uh, Volio, Volio, um... Takes Rayari's hand and licks it. Oh god! <laughs> Promise! Despite all this, despite the responsibility and power that has been put onto your shoulders, you're all still you. There's three clowns in the circus. Rogari <laughs> would kill you if, you if they heard you say that. Speaking of the circus. <laughs> We're going to be late. It's going to be a day. It's a day's drive back home. And if you want to get home for Saturday's performance, you're gonna need to move. Rayari um looks at the others and says, So, um uh being having weird weird life and powers aside, which I will unpack later in my diary, um we have to get back. 
Yes, we yeah. do. We have a performance in, I think, about 24 hours, and I do not want to be late for that. Do we still hey. have the slurk carriage? Uh, I think so. That's uh, parked William outside. But we have to get... Oh yeah, you can see it from here. Yeah, you William peeks on the side of the tower. <laughs> Slurks are just vibing. They're, they're 200 feet below, um, just vibing. They're sleeping now. Um, they really hope you don't wake them. Oh no. Oh no. Volio <laughs> calls out, Slurks! Uh, you shouldn't have said that. They look at you grumpily. Hello! They look at you so grumpily. <laughs> are well, you okay down there? They fucking croak. Volio! Look here! Why, why, why don't we head downstairs? Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. You must hurry. We don't want to leave Axel to the show. We have to be um, there to save it. Absolutely not. Oh, we, I'm not letting. I am not letting you bully him. You guys head on? Yeah. And head on you do. You guys leave the summit of the Aaron Tower. And Yeon Orb spins on as the flowers that have already grown from the Zulgat who tried to, to despoil this place. They blow away in the wind. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. Well, I hope you're enjoying the finale of book one. Uh, this was an absolutely incredible episode to record, and honestly, such a fun setup for the rest of the campaign. I mean, they're basically baby gods now, which is <laughs> something else. Anyway, onto what we're actually here for. I'm happy to announce the winner of our Dice Roll Dragon Baggin giveaway is Twitter user at Genderfluids. Uh, that's Cade. Congratulations, Cade. Hope you enjoy your Dragon Baggin and also your dice and your stickers and all the stuff you're going to get. And thank you to everyone else who participated. It was really a fantastic giveaway. We're going to be doing another Final Fantasy's Twitch stream uh, this Thursday at 2pm PST. You can find that on KK's tw uh, Twitch channel, Soraluna underscore. Our last game together was absolutely incredible. And apparently this time we're going up against some sort of Inferno demon, I don't know? Um, but if you like Catboys, Oscar Wilde being a giant lizard man, and Final Fantasy XIV, make sure to check that out. Additionally, we've got a ton of stuff coming to our Patreon this week. The latest episode of Behind the Rolls will be going live. We had a little bit of delay in editing, so it was supposed to come out earlier, but now you get it anyway, so yahoo! We talk about Furbies, we talk about Final Fantasy, we talk about Dice Roll Roll, we talk about talking, it's great. We're also going to be uploading a blooper reel of Book 1 of Extinction Curse. Uh, so hey, we landed an even 50 bloopers. Um, We've been doing this podcasting thing for like more than like a year now and we're still not very good at it. So prepare to see us fucking up, making Aegis out of ourselves and just having fun behind the scenes. Also character sheets for level 5 will be going up on the Patreon as well. There's a ton of other stuff including getting your own characters on the show like Elion, Radislav and Pashmina Pale who all appear in this episode. If you have a character you want to join the circus, well send them our way and we'll get, bring them on board. And lastly, uh, we're going to be hopefully opening up a merch page on our website soon. If you have any kind of merchandise you'd love to see us selling, let us know because honestly, we're here to take any ideas anyone has. We have a few pieces that we're excited to put up 
and we're going to tell you guys about those real soon. But for now, enjoy the rest of the episode, and as always everyone, keep it rolling. Dice out. Now. Game. This is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast. Tecla rolls her eyes. Don't size at the amateur. Casney wakes back. <laughs> Turn points and laughs. You find a potato. I give you a very disapproving look. Express disdain is a camper. Casney, help. <laughs> Maybe we're just celebrating life. Come on, shut up. Yay, the power of imagination. My clothes are innocent. Why, you bastard. Casney sighs deeply. <laughs> I ship it. Welcome to the dumb party. Blame the dice. It's alright to blend into the night. Dawn is going naked. That sounds like an awful idea. We left him alone for one day. Yeah, you just hear a loud dong. Well, that's not uh, ominous. Isn't the sunset every single day? Yeah. No. We have a mystery to solve. Next time on Four Fools in a Chair. Guys out now game. Find us on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it! Download the free Anchor app today, or go to Anchor FM to get started. Also, I forgot to say this in the main mid-roll, but make sure to vote for us in the Audioverse Awards. We're like, it's a voting stage right now, and we're up against some real big dogs, so every single vote counts. If you're enjoying Dice or Roll, if you enjoy this finale, go vote for us. We need it. You can find it at audioverseawards.net slash vote. Vote for us. Vote for other shows you listen to. But make sure especially vote for us because we want to win something. Okay, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 We now return to Dice Will Roll. You try to send a tower and very quickly you make your way back home. You take turns driving the carriage home, making sure that you all get rest. And after about a day's worth of travel, get back home at about seven in the evening. And as you get back to the circus camp, you can see that everyone is here. My goodness. The whole town is turned up again. Even if not all of them can afford things, they might have spent what little money they had last week. They're all here to support you. As you kind of push into the campgrounds, uh, you see Axel, and he's kind of waiting for you anxiously. He's looking around, he hasn't seen you yet, and like, he's talking to um, Elion, the perfectly generic mm-hmm. woman from before, mm-hmm. who is the two Mephits. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of hear him before uh, he sees you, and he's like, Oh, geez, Elion, I don't know if they're gonna be here. Who am I? Oh, Axel! On the show? Oh, hi, guys! Hello. Hello! I've brought 
brought back silk pillows that I did not steal. Oh, oh that's a lot of silk. That looks like a luxury bedroom full <laughs> of silk. Ryari walks right towards their own, like, ca uh, cabin caravan. Oh, okay. Axel! Ariado, Volio, how are you two doing? I was, you know, worried you wouldn't, like, make it back. Volio steps right up to Axel, and he's oh, like, Oh, God. I know you have something for me. Oh, yeah, actually, I, uh, uh, I, I did work real hard, and, um... And you didn't disappoint me, did you? I didn't, no, I, he's... Jesus. I think I fixed him up real good. Uh, one second. And he kind of like pulls a, a cloak off something and beneath is indeed the mechanical carny. Um, <gasps> partially bandaged with actual human person bandages instead of, you know, so stuff you would use for a mechanical thing. And it kind of lets out a wheezing sputter. It's, it's functioning, but Axel's not an engineer. Uh, Volio like, scopes it out. Uh, may I present, present to you, um, Meccano, the mechanical carny. Meccano! Uh, he kind of, like, taps his Meccano's head, and he's like, Would you like a beverage? It kind of, like, it makes a sad noise <laughs> to itself. And Axel says, you, you think I did good? Perfect job, Axel! He, he blushes and he twiddles his mustache, like, <laughs> No one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> and they'll never say it again. Okay, I, I'll write off that high then. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Ariado pats him on the back. Ari walks back and they're like, oh, oh, the robot is working. Um, and looks excited. <laughs> he blushes a little bit. I think, uh, Royari, uh, Elion kind of comes up to you and she's like, um, Mix answer next. Mm-hmm. Before the show, can I borrow you for a second? Oh, you can have me anytime. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I can talk to you. What did you need? Um, just... Just over here for a second. Do you have somewhere we can be alone? Uh, I mean, I have my caravan. Okay, this... Uh, this isn't. A, I'm not. No, no. I. I. It's, it is a private space where you can speak to me. I. I. You okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Just. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> walks <laughs> to their own. Elion um, kind of enters your caravan for a second. Uh, Rare. It is full of like tapestries and colorful oh things God, and pillows. There's a lot of tapestries and pillows and stuff in here, huh? Uh, yep. I purchased them with my money. Wow, that's really impressive, Mixerary. Um, I... I wanted to talk. Um, I don't really have a home. Okay. I've been spending the last few years on the road. My... I should probably complain about everything. You figure that this is an illusion. They kind of point at themselves. I... Kind of assume at least you've seen sure it's some of its faultier behavior. Oh, no, 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 I didn't, I had no idea. He clear, he's clearly had an idea. <laughs> she kind of inhales and says, you people seem to be from all over the place. I've seen, I've spent the last few days here and you're all so different, so 
I'll warn you, I'm a bit more different than most of you. I promise you that you could not scare me. I just shot okay, a bunch good. of dinosaur she pulls, people. She pulls her cloak off and her face vanishes and she is in fact a uh, four foot tall human bat. Oh my goodness! What? A bat? Yeah. Hello! Her fur is purple and she is... She's a bat. This is not a thing you've ever seen before. There are not bat folk, as far as you know. I... Forgive me. I'm going to sound offensive, no matter how I word this. What are you? I was kind of like these methods. I was a familiar. Oh. <gasps> My master was a powerful wizard who cast some spells on me to make me more and more person-like, but he passed away before he was able to finish the process, and I've just been kind of carrying on everything I've learned from him since, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm not great at a lot of things. I can't dance, and I don't sword fight, but I'm really good with small animals, so if you need, like, a familiar master at this show, I want to help. I think that, that is a wonderful idea. You think so? Of course. I think anybody who has any interest in performing should be able to do that. And we are a home for people who have no home. Okay. Can I hug you? Is that okay? Yeah, yes, you can hug me, dear. Uh, I think Elion <laughs> just kind of shuffles to you. And as she hugs you, she lets a... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <Mary> hugs back. <laughs> like, are you alright? Yeah. <laughs> You sound like you're crying. No. Okay. <laughs> Ariato, as you're standing outside, I think you feel a tap on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And behind you is Mayor Aber. Oh. Hi. And his wounds have kind of cleaned up a little bit. And he looks at you and says, Hello, ma'am. Um, nice to see you. You look... Well, you don't look like you're dead, which is a good thing. I was, um, getting a little worried. We all were. Perfectly alive. No worries. How how did everything go? I know you said you weren't up to anything, but we all know that that was just, just saying it because what happened? Uh, we're doing good. We're fine. We cleaned up the tower. The tower? And tower. Oh, that tower way off to the west? What about it? Uh, 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 did you like the long story or the short story? I'll get the long story off you, off you afterwards. What's the short story? Um, troglodytes invaded and the Aeon Stone was, was quote-unquote about to get destroyed. They were kind of idiots. They didn't know how to do it. And you, wait, troglodytes? Yeah. Miss Ariado, I'm not sure you noticed, but... Do you remember that vision you showed me during your first performance? I remember fire. Ariado, it was of heroes fighting these lizard people outside a huge tower and saving Aberton. Ah, uh. <laughs> she, I think she takes a second not looking at him just for a second like, Oh my god, that worked? <laughs> She's, that was real? <laughs> You're a powerful seer indeed, Miss Ariado. 
you. I try my hardest. Um, I did come here to ask you something, though, uh, before. I have someone who wants to talk to you, and uh, I don't need to grant this request, but Miss Bramblecloak, our prisoner, mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you at some point. The after the show, it could be before the show, it is as you wish. But Harlock and I have been talking and we're trying to figure something out with her. And she want, but she requested that before any decisions were made, she talk to you. Okay. Is uh. you do not have to talk to her. I wanna make that clear. This is your decision. And if you do not want to speak with her. That is your. That is absolutely within your purview. I mean, I'll do it. I'll talk to her. All right. It's okay. We'll do that after the show, shall we? Okay. Uh, looks over. This looks like it's going to be another busy night. You got. You're going to be able to handle this. I think she looks. She goes on her toes. She points a finger and like tries to count everyone. It's like easy. All right. I'm glad to hear it. And I think she uh, backs away. This is. Break a leg out there, Miss Ariel. Break a leg. Thank you. I'll try my best not to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to head in? You can see now more Dane and uh, Hod making their way in. Uh, the Flamboni sisters, Elysia, everyone just making their way into the big pop, ready for their next performance. Do you guys want to follow? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So... As you all enter, um, I think Mordain is sat there, uh, kind of waiting as you come in. It's like, Wandering Tree, we were worried you weren't going to make it. Oh, but of course we made it. We are very, very talented. And here was me thinking, this time surely no one's going to stop me from taking the big top. Mm, unfortunately, I could never die. I could never, I could never die while that's possible. Um, Elizia kind of, uh, switches over with, uh, Mr. Tickles, and she's like, All right, we're gonna make this a great show, everyone, right? I'm counting on all of you. Yes! Royari, Volio, Ariado, oh, you three look healthier, I think. That's the best way of putting it. You all feeling good? Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Yeah, doing okay. All right. Um... And she kind of like looks over, uh, the Flamboni sisters like give thumbs up. Uh, you see like the Cambales, the Featherfall Five, they're also like preparing the Dwarven Throwers. Everyone is like prepping. And uh, I think the professor comes over and says, All right, well, everyone, uh, glad to see you arrived in time. We've done enough uh, promoting. I'd say if we had to rate our anticipation, I'd say we're at a good 20 now. Although the excitement from your little stunt over the week with the, uh, Madam Dusk likes, you're already t- half the way there. You've got ten. So, I'd say today we're going to do fantastic. It's just, how much can we really wow their senses? As much as we want. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. So, how are we going to do this? What's our, en- big, uh, what's our, um, we have to figure out our, uh, all our acts. We have to start with the opener. Then we've got to go into a build-up, a big number, the grand finale. Who do we think we should have doing our opener today? Mm, well, to open, I think we need something 
sparkly. Hmm. So I think that Simvan should show off. He looks at Mordain and he looks at Rari. Mordain kind of sighs and she's like, ah, The opener is not the most prestigious of the things, but I don't mind taking it if I must. After all, I'll be the first thing they lay eyes on, right? All right. Can you put the ego away? How use the opener if that's all right with everyone? Absolutely. That's okay. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> God. God. For the build-up, we need two people in a partnership. Who do we mm. want to have? We got... Uh, the Flamboni sisters and the Kambalis didn't perform last time, so it might be an idea to have them show up. I think that's a good idea. That would be pretty cool, the having the... Make a good pair. Yeah. Having them all work together, I like that. I think that's a good call. Alright, and how about uh, the big number? Who we who do we want to really show off today? Leftover, we've got Axel, we've got Elysia, we've got... Uh, and he kind of scratches his chin. Well, I would rather die and have Axel do the big act, so not him. Of course, wow. you are so mean to him. <laughs> That's okay, I think I think he's a little tired after working all week so tirelessly on the, um, on, uh, Meccano? Is that his name? Yeah, Meccano. Yes, Mr. Meccano. He also, um, he did also, um, help me go through the Hawthorne's farm, by the way. Oh, Ooh. right. That, did that go oh, all right? How did that go? Are you guys okay? He doesn't say anything. He just stares kind of into mid-distance oh, no. for a second. Are you, are you okay? There were a lot of wasps. There were a lot of wasps. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so fucking sorry. <laughs> can I spot any fucking stings on him? Yes, you can. Oh, no! <laughs> he, they've mostly been healed, but some of them are still, like, visible. And it's been, like, a, a day or two. That's hilarious. We could do Elysia. Elysia does deserve it. I reckon so too. She is very talented. It's true. A shocking snake act would be good. Would be pretty good. Uh, I guess that leaves. Well, how about you treat it to the grand finale then? Ooh, yes, I have an idea. Right, well. Okay. Are, we, are we all ready to put on the show? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sure. Okay. Are you going to share the idea with at least us, Folio, or is it going to be a surprise for everyone involved? Are you going to make us wait? Uh, well, I need your help, so I cannot keep it a secret as much as I would love to. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but okay. we can keep it a secret from the audience as if we all lead in and go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay retreat two, one, let's go. <laughs> so, the professor takes the stage and the spotlights shine on him as he speaks into... Uh, his uh, into his hand and starts casting ghost sound to echo his voice. Uh, you see the clowns, um, big and small, the uh, short halfling, the not particularly short halfling and the not particularly tall man as uh, they get ready to do what they need if you uh, command them to. Oh god. And the professor's voice calls out and he says Welcome one and all to a show unlike any other. It is the Circus of Wayward Wonders in their second performance in Aberton. Put your hands together for... Mordain the Magician! The crowd does indeed go wild as Mordain enters the stage. Um, Hod comes with her and she's got uh, her water tank. Uh, this time, she actually gags herself and she ties 
several ropes around her own neck and then around that rope is like tied over her body around her ankles and around her uh, wrists by Hod who then picks her up and unceremoniously dunks her into the water he slams the lid on shut and he holds it down and she has three actions now and she's going to be continuing with her aquatic trick so she is going to make a uh, thievery check uh, that is a 15 plus 7 and uh, her DC is only a 15, so she easily beats that, meaning that she gains excitement equal to the trick's level. So that means that you now have 12 out of 20 excitement. Hell yeah. And she kind of like uh, winks at the crowd as she does so, and you see quickly she has kicked off the ropes around her ankles, and the crowd gasps, um, and Hod is still holding down that thing, but she quickly continues going. She's going to make another check now, and that is going to be... A 10 plus 7, that is a 17, which is indeed, that beats it. Uh, she suddenly breaks off the things around her wrists. And the crowd continues, like, gasping. They're like, oh my god, there's no way. And she's going to make one last check now. And that is going to be a 16 plus 7. Boy, she did it. Um, Yay! She has brought up your excitement to a 16 out of 20. With her last TV check, she acts actually, like, slips out from under the lid, even as Hod is pushing it down, does a flip and lands on both feet and bows to the crowd. And they lose their minds. Um, so she's won you uh, a total of six uh, excitement. And because we have had a successful opener, the DC for every trick track during the remaining acts is reduced by one, which is very nice. Hell yes. Hmm. But before the next act starts, uh, fellas, I'd like you to roll me a d20, because we're going to roll for a random event. Oh, shit. Okay. Eleven. Okay. I think it's at this point, during the next one, uh, as the uh, second act pulls up and we see uh, the performers who didn't perform last time, uh, the Flamboni sisters and the Featherfall Five, as they take the two rings in the center, you hear some hecklers in the crowd kind of jeering. And uh, they start kind of, like, making, like, laughs, like, They're gonna burn the ropes! They're gonna burn the ropes! They're gonna, look, flamble the ropes in your fire jugglers! Rookie mistake! They're gonna fall! And, like, you're like, shut up. So these guys, uh, they're actually going to have a minus one to their trick checks, kind of negating the good opener. But if they mm -hmm. pull it off, they're gonna gain extra excitement. Really? Let's see if they can overcome the odds and do their best. Uh, who should we start with, the Flambonis or the Federfall Five? Okay, Flambonis. Okay. Um, Advi and Vida kind of like get together, and uh, Advi uh, lights Vida's torches and starts to juggle. And she's going to make me a, a deception check to uh, definitely avoid burning herself, or at least make it look like she's being a lot more daring than she is. And that is a triple seven. Unfortunately, that's not going to be a pass. The hecklers kind of get her and she's like, Ah, fuck, ow, 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 I burned my hand. I'm okay, I'm okay. She keeps going, she tries for a second time. And this time that is a 9 plus 7, which is a 16, which is just about enough. So that's going to be two extra excitement instead of one, bringing you up to 17 excitement. And uh, Vida now, on the other hand, she's like, Okay, I got this. Let me try. And now she joins in and actually grabs the uh, things out of the air from Advi and tries to juggle with her, throwing them back and forth between themselves. And that is a 13 plus 7. Yep, we're at a 19 out of 20 excitement. 
the two sisters start tossing the uh, flames back and forth to each other, turning around, not facing each other, and doing things perfectly in sync. And the crowd loves it as these patterns of flames erupt through the uh, tent. The Featherfall Five now are going to start making their thing. And uh, the kids are going to go up uh, first, and they're going to try to bounce on the ropes. Uh, they're going to make an acrobatics check. Uh, that is a 20 against their DC of 15. So yeah, that does pass. And they get your 21 out of 20 uh, excitement now. I'm so proud of them. Looking good. The two kids uh, are up on top now, pulling themselves despite the hecklers. They're now going to uh, have uh, the mom come up. That is going to be a 16 plus 8. That is a 24. Very good. Um, that's going to be an additional... You have 23 excitement now. And then finally, uh, as she gets up and she starts like picking those two up and bouncing with them as they bounce on her arms, uh, Papa Kambali kind of comes up and he's going to try pick up his wife as well on the tightrope. And that is going to be a 17 plus 8. That is a 25 and that is a crit. Hell yeah! On a crit, not only does he raise the excitement, but he raises the anticipation. So it's not just 23 out of 20 anymore. It is now uh, 25 out of 22, which means you will earn more money at the end of this. Oh, yes. Sickening. So that's uh, him down, and he kind of comes up. His wife is balancing the two kids on his uh, arms, and he's holding, like, uh, the last kid under one arm as well. And he picks up his wife, puts her on his shoulder, and tosses his kid into the air as uh, uh, he does a front flip and lands on top of his siblings. And they make a human pyramid on a tightrope. Oh my goodness. And the crowd goes wow. fucking nuts. I'd go fucking nuts. I'm going fucking nuts. Um, because of the successful build-up, additional anticipation equal to uh, the Flamboni's trick level, we'll say, because they went first, is added. So that means that you are now at 25 out of 23. Again, the anticipation has risen, which is very good for the final payout. As they kind of come off stage, uh, they kind of wipe their brows. Um, Abby kind of like smiles at you, Rayari, and says, Did I do good? Absolutely. Means a lot coming from you. I've been. I watched your performances before and I took a few pages from your book. <laughs> Rayari looks very happy. All right. Let's see this big number go through. Um, and of course, it is uh, Elysia. Elysia comes out with Mr. Tickles and uh, she kind of like takes the center stage as uh, the professor intros her in. And uh, that is going to be, uh, she kind of like steps forward and talks to the crowd and she tells them, and behold everyone, this is Mr. Tickles, the longest snake in this side of the Isle of Erin. And it was like, ooh, ah. And you know, it's probably true. There's probably not many other snakes this long, but she kind of like puts like her arms out like they're a landing pad and Mr. Tickles starts to coil around her. Uh, and she is going to make an intimidation check to see if she can't spook the crowd. Make them shit their pants. As a 12 plus 7, that's a 19. And you know what? That's another... She's doing good. That's another 2 uh, anticipation because she's a higher level performer. Making it 27 out of 23 anticipation. Looking good. Um, she's going to try it again. Uh, this time as the snake kind of lashes out and makes the crowd go, ah, she brings him back. No, no, he's under my power. You don't have to worry. And she tries to charm the snake. Uh, and this time it's going to be a 16 plus seven. Yeah, that is going to be a good success. Your 29 excitement. 
She brings Mr. Tickles back under her charms, and all eyes are on her as she slowly gets him to curl around and try to make some beautiful art in the sand around her. And there's going to be a 2 plus 7. That's not going to be enough. She looks at you guys, uh, kind of panicking, and she mouths, Send in the clowns! Volio honks. He sends in big and small. Okay, Volio, <laughs> you clap them both on the back, and um, Small goes, Oh, are we, are we going? Yes, yes, go, go! Alright, we might be! And uh, Tall is like, Oh, I suppose, let's go! And they tumble out, and uh, they kind of like distract everyone from the fact that the art didn't come out. She'd been trying to illustrate the mayor, but it just kind of came out as a squiggle. But now everyone's like, oh no, the clowns! And the snake kind of hisses at them, and they're like, ah! And they start running in circles around the uh, stage as the snake chases them. And the crowd fucking thinks that's the funniest thing ever. Uh, and that is going to count as a success, so you, she gains one more excitement anyway. You're at 30 out of 23 excitement. She kind of turns and makes you a thank you. And she takes a bow, and she returns backstage. And fellas, the professor nudges you all and says, Are you ready for your grand finale? Absolutely. Yes. Ready as we'll ever be. Okay, get out there, everyone. And he kind of inhales and says, And finally, everyone, to thank you all for coming to the greatest show on all of Galarian, I present to you the Wandering Tree. Bimbo Bottom Text the Clown, a curiosity of nature unknown to the natural world. Royari Sansarnax, an unparalleled swordsman and purveyor of style and grace. And finally, Ariato the Cinderblight, a prophet, an artist, and a scion of flame. You three take the center rings, and uh, the crowd goes nuts. Fellas, what are your performances going to be? Uh, well, Volio nods at Ariato, he nods at Ariari, and he says, whenever you're ready. I am ready now. So Ariato, we'll start you. All right. What are you going to do? First two actions, she's going to put a hand in front of Volio and snap her fingers when she casts Enlarge. <laughs> okay, Volio, you grow to huge sizes, um, and you are as you're twice the size of everyone. Everyone gasps. Um, and Ariado, I'm going to make you, I want you to make me a religion check because this is a magic trick. This is your last action. Mm -hmm. 17 or 27, 27. Holy shit, 27? I rolled 19. Damn, bitch. Ariado, that is a success. You had two excitement as everyone gasps as Volio grows to enormous sizes. So that's going to be an extra two excitement. And you're at 32 out of 23. Okay, super good. Um, Volio, it is your turn. You are huge. Ariato has made you massive. What do you do? Dodge and pointing. Uh, Volio. You, uh, uh, your trick is a slapstick trick. So this is going to be a little bit silly one way or another. What do you do? I, I pick up uh, Royari and I pick up Ariato and I start throwing them in the air. I'm juggling them. Okay. Uh, this is going to be an arcana check, I believe, because uh, you are kind of judging how your uh, magical strength is kind of pulsing through you. And again, it's from your slapstick. So roll me arcana. 25. That is a success. For your first uh, thing, you do indeed uh, push them, and that is going to be a... That's going to be two extra excitement. You're at 35 out of 23 excitement. You have two actions left. What do you want to do? You can uh, build hype if you like. 
instead of uh, just doing more tricks. That'll uh, help gain more anticipation, I believe. Or if you want to do something else, there's other things you can do as well. I think what he'll do is that he'll um, whistle to Oddbody. Okay. And have him not just like flying circles around them, but flying like through the arc that he's throwing Ariado and Royari. Okay, I think he does, but as he's doing it, he's kind of acting every time that you touch his hand as if he's like being bonked. And lets it up every single time. So make me another arcana check. That's a 13. A 13 is unfortunately a fail. Uh, I think Oddbody straight up accidentally gets knocked away. Um, <laughs> thankfully, nobody notices because they are really impressed by your juggling. Oh no, Oddbody. You've one last <laughs> so action. Sad. What do you want to do? I think I'll do like a little juggling trick where I throw them both up and I like turn around and I catch them both and continue to juggle. Okay, I'm going to say that's this is send a risk, okay? Yeah. So, uh, basically, um, if you're taking a risk, you yourself aren't going to make a trick, but you are basically making it more difficult for Royari. But if he succeeds, he will gain extra excitement. So, Volio, you start, uh, you throw Royari super high into the air. And uh, Ariatus jump like, thrown up too. So, Royari, it is your turn. You have your uh, sword out. What do you do as, as Volio tosses you up into the air? You have three actions. I think the the first thing Rayari is going to do is you know when you like tuck yourself into your body when you're like in like in the air and you like try and do it's not like a regular flip I think it's like if you did a somersault but in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, cool. Thirty one. A thirty one is a crit and a half. Holy shit, Rayari, you flip and as you're flipping. You're flipping so fast that it's actually kind of hard to tell where your head is and where your feet are for a second. You are just spinning out of control. So you gain an additional tree uh, excitement because of the very risky move Volio pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you are increasing the uh, anticipation because everyone's like, <gasps> you're a 38 of 25 excitement. You have two actions left, uh, Royari. What do you do? If somebody could throw things at me to attack, I would like that. Uh, Ariata, would you like to throw those at uh, Royari as your boat midair? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ariata, you pull out... What do you think it should be? Some clay? Some food? Some random stuff? Those clay pots like in fucking Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be like small things of clay. <laughs> okay, Ariato, as you're being tossed into the air, you produce three balls of clay and you quickly toss, toss, toss them at Royari. And Royari, as you reach the arc of your height, uh, sorry, the uh, height of the arc, uh, you stop spinning, making an attack roll against these clay balls. 23. That does it. Even with the increased uh, risk from uh, Volio, yes, you slash each of these balls in one swift movement. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. You are at 41 excitement. Jesus, that's almost double. I think that Rayari, well, as they're coming down, is going to stop spinning and strike a pose. Okay, I need you to make me an acrobatics check as you try to, like, strike a pose just before landing safely. 22. I'll do it. Literally just a DC. Royari, you strike a pose midair and the crowd loses their mind. Uh, Volu catches Ariato and Royari together, spins them around in a hug, and lets out a big cackling grin to the crowd. And they lose their minds. <laughs> do you three take a big bow? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you bow, you have a moment to reflect that even though this last week has been hectic, you've solved a murder. You've sought out the problems facing a town. You've fought a cult of demons. And you've climbed the tower, defeated the dinosaur men that inhabited it, and gained the power of a god himself. And yet, despite it all, you are still performers at heart, and you have just put on an incredible show. At the end of the day, the payout that you have received is going to be your prestige plus your final anticipation, which is you earned a circus 25 gold pieces, which doesn't sound like much until you remember that, hey, most businesses like make a f- like one or two gold like a day if they're selling like drinks or stuff. That is a pretty decent chunk mm-hmm. of money. It could have been higher, but you get the feeling that Aberton, as wonderful as it is, only has so much money in it and it's slowly but surely it's going to run out the longer you stay here. Where is does not need them to spend all their money. You will need to move on from Aberton sooner or later, is the thing. Yeah, of course. But now, you all just take a bow for the crowd, and they love you. You hear the professor's voice booming as people throw uh, flowers and uh, laughs, and everyone adores you and says, Thank you, one and all, for coming tonight! We love you, Aberton! And the show comes to an end. And so, as everyone starts to head home, you guys are able to go backstage. Uh, high fives are given. Mordain uh, picks you up in the air, uh, Ariat, and ruffles your hair and tells you how wonderful you were. <laughs> I think uh, the kids, the Kambali kids, uh, surround you, uh, Volio, and they're like, You were so cool. Look how big you were. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, but look how good you were. And he picks one of them <laughs> and swings him around. Oh, my God. I am so proud! I think Elysia comes up to you, Royari, and says, You did wonderful, Royari. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you, dear. You did wonderful, too. I think, Ariato, as you're being uh, talked to, I think you see uh, the mayor, and standing beside him is Harlock, and he kind of nods and gestures in case you want to follow him. Gariato excuses herself and goes towards the mayor. The mayor kind of nods. He doesn't say anything. I think it's Harlock that kind of stands up and he's like, Gariato, was it? Yeah. Nemi requested your presence. Um, I wanted to apologize to her. or I wanted to apologize to you and I suppose everyone, but you specifically, she was cruel to, and I feel this was partially my fault. She was my protege. Deposited at the door to the hermitage as an infant. And she considered she was like family to me. Not saying that there's still good in her, but well, she wanted to apologize properly and ask for you some advice. Well, 
people deserve their fair, fair share of chances. She didn't. You can't blame yourself over a succubus, honestly. <laughs> he kind of like holds a hand and points into uh, kind of like a corner around the tent. And she goes over. There is Nemia Bramblecloak. She's still got handcuffs on. She's not free, don't worry, but she kind of like looks up at you and she offers you kind of like not a smile, but like an apologetic look, I think is best. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but how are you holding up? Well, the Ursha Kill isn't pulsing through me anymore, so that's something, I think. That's definitely a good thing. Did you do it? Hmm? Did you kill Beleni? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. There was something up with her, wasn't it? She she talked about demons so much, but there was there was there anything different with her? Like, was there something weird with her? Have you ever heard of succubi? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hon, you got played. Maybe I should have paid attention when she started monologuing about using my ambition to destroy everything around me. That might have been something. You know, people do stupid things when Man, they see fan. someone they're sexually attracted to. She like kind of—it's like she stops laughing for a second, kind of looks down, and says. A few years ago, when I was about your age, I petitioned to Harlock to let me leave the Hermitage and explore the wider world for the first time. And I was struck by the contrast between how the Isle of Aaron was described in our ancient texts and how I saw it. The grasslands were no longer green, the ground was barren, the weather fiercer, fish were less plentiful and Butterflies no longer filled the fields with color. We'd tracked these changes for years, but the dry accountant didn't strike my heart like seeing the decline firsthand, and even before Eleni came, I was starting to think that civilization was the problem. I'd always assumed that people everywhere lived the same with the same respect for nature as us, but I felt that people like you were just noisy, polluting, greedy, a cancer upon nature. <laughs> I, I already had this anger towards people like you, thinking that you were poisoning the earth almost on purpose because you didn't love it like you loved yourselves. And Beleni came and 
she twisted that back on me. And I went from being someone who would never even kill a fly to kidnapping farmers, sacrificing them to demons and killing your ringmaster and I'm never going to be able to properly repent for that. I've committed evil acts, and I'm well aware that no amount of platitudes can fix that. But I wanted to genuinely say that you were right and I was wrong. And I'm sorry. Oh. Things that you did were awful, but apology accepted. Thank you. I don't think you know how much that means to me. They're not going to keep me in the jail anymore. I don't think they know what they're doing with me there, but Harlock has talked to Mayor Aber. Mm. They've decided that I'm just... I'm not going to return to the Hermitage to work again, but you've shown me that no, being someone from civilization doesn't make you a murderous monster because even someone who lived their whole lives in the purity of nature can turn into something like me. I guess the best way of putting what I'm going to do is community service. <laughs> well... That could definitely work. I'm gonna make things best as I can. Mm. Um, I wanted to give you something, though. Mm? Um, and she kind of like uh, pulls something off her back, and uh, it is her staff. Oh. Um. Hanging from it is are like feathers and tokens and like kind of like not a dream catcher, but like, you know, a circle with like a, a shape knitted between it. Yeah. And she says, you're someone, forgive me, but I can tell that you're someone who's more open to seeing things that aren't physically there, if that makes sense. Would that be right? You don't know how accurate you are. Well, then I think this will suit you well. This is a staff of impossible visions. Oh. Hmm. If you look through this uh, staff, if you can peer through this uh, cir circlet, and she kind of holds up that rune, uh, which is thankfully not a demonic rune. Oh, thank goodness. Um, in like the... It's more like... It looks almost more like a Wiccan symbol. Mm-hmm. And as you peer through it, suddenly everything is much more colorful and much more real. Oh. Really cool. Now hold it and poke it around a corner. Around the corner. Just give it a shot. She well, she does that. And certainly, when it does poke around a corner, 
you can actually see through that circlet. Ah. As if it's your own eyes. Interesting. Thank you. This thing, along with other, uh, you know, casting spells and stuff, it'll let you look through it, see things around corners at higher elevations or in places where the staff can fit, but your head can't. Huh. It's... I won't be needing it much if I'm just going to be gardening for Aberton now. Hmm. Oh, thank you. No, uh, thank you. You and the Wandering Tree really put things in perspective for me. I can't thank you enough. And then I really hope that your circus really does turn out to be the greatest in all Galarian. Hmm. And one thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Modernity and nature don't often clash, or they don't often meld together. But I think with staying in Aberton for a little while, learning everything about, you know, civilization, maybe you can find a connection. You know what? They do seem on very different ends of the scale, but they're still on the same scale. I had not thought about it that way. There's always a balance to something. When you finish your adventures, come back to Aberton. Checking on how I'm doing. It's all work for. <laughs> you didn't even have to ask. I was going to. She kind of smiles and nods at you. She doesn't go in for a hug or anything, but she nods. That's everything I've got to say. Thank you. And thank you. And Ariato gives like a, a two finger salute. She gives you she gives you two thumbs up and grins. <laughs> you head back? Yep. You all head back and fill in everyone about your stories. Do you tell them about uh the Aeon Tower? Are you kidding me? Are you, are you I don't. Rayari? Rayari, who likes <laughs> attention? Not talk about that? Alright. Well, I think Rayari would want to. Well, you certainly do. And up, I think the others are fairly blown away. And by the end of it, after a really filling meal, it's curry made specifically for you all and served by Mechano de, uh, Mechanical Carney. Oh god, Ariato goes for seconds. Please, please tell me the bull's in there. The bull that we killed. The boar that you killed is indeed Harold de Curry. Oh god, yes. Yes, yes. It's very nice. Yes. <laughs> and I think by the end of it, the professor kind of asks and says, So, what now? Where should we head? Well... There has to be another town close somewhere, right? Where is the nearest town that sound that looks like it might have money? 
Well, you, men- mm. you mentioned Moonstone Hall from uh, that Lady Baleni's notes, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Eskadar is the next nearest town. It is, well, we all know from experience, it's a good place for a circus. Oh, uh, Rari comes and is like, I think a trip home would be good. Let's just hope we are the only act in town. Okay? I'm not sure about that, but you know what? We'll do our best. Well, I mean, if they try, then I'll just attack. I, I will physically attack her. <laughs> I don't I'll sick Meccano on her. I, I don't know if Meccano is, is good for murder yet. Meccano is a talented boy, he says, like, <laughs> the, hugging him very close. I'm not saying that he's bad at it. I'm saying... But he does not have knives attached to him yet. 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 You see Meccano uh, attacking a tree. Like, in the background. He just sucks doing that. <laughs> no, Volley was fucking him. Oh. Well, he fucking uh, tries to attack Volley. No. <laughs> oh, um, how cute. See? He's already starting. How do we, oh how do we train him? Does he know shadow boxing? I tried. I tried to stop him, but he just kills. He won't stop killing. What has he killed? That's what Lots I want birds. him to do, Axel, silly stupid. Oh Wait, my he got your birds? Um, there's a... Not my okay. birds, thank god. Okay. But just, like, crows and oh. stuff. Too bad. He's like a cat. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I think, um, at this point, uh, Advi is kind of playing with her hair and says, So I guess you three are like... I mean, after all this, are you like our like our leaders now? <laughs> I want you all to think about that <laughs> sentence right now. Just think about it. Yeah. Really think about it. The entire circus of wayward wonders are quiet. They glance at each other and they turn back to you. And I think. Um, Uh, Papa Kambali kind of clears his throat and he's like I mean yeah I think yeah all of you have been oh you were serious better at this than the rest of us and you've kind of shown your judgment skills even if you don't always fully show it they're razor point now what is that supposed to mean Elizia kind of pushes over and she's like it means Volio is a silly billy sometimes but okay that one is fair he's not always mm-hmm. all three of you are heroes to be honest and I think Bourdain sighs is like as much as I loathe to admit it this circus would have fallen apart without you three already oh, can goodness. you say that again louder <laughs> no I've forgotten <laughs> what I've said already Oh. And Hog kind of leans and says, I think you said it. No, no, I've forgotten. Oh, oh no, Hog, you, you should though. say it. What what did what did Mortain say? <laughs> Hog kind of clears his throat and says, I think she means we all owe you a great debt. You owe at least me. I don't I don't know what you owe Volio. A new you set of don't shoes! Owe me anything. I'm just glad that I have you guys. A circus family sticks together. But I mean that sincerely. 
That's true. And uh, I think um, the professor exhales and he's like, Well, I think... I think we've uh, outgrown our stay here in Aberton. We want to start heading to Escadar tomorrow? Yes, yes. All in favor, give me an eye. Aye. Aye! And I think as you all kind of like waffle together, ready for the next day, the circus prepares to move out. And as you start reaching the ends of Aberton, suddenly you are all stopped. By Aberton. Oh. Uh, waiting on the edge of town of you uh, for you is Mayor Aber, and all around you can see some other people that you recognize. There's Nellan Drend, uh, the cleric of Abadar, who has thankfully healed from his wounds now. Thank goodness. Purana Two Punch and uh, her goat Violet are kind of sitting on the edges, chewing some hay. Uh, watching you as you try to leave. Um, the Houghton family are all there, all in one piece, and all content. Random people you've seen on the streets are all waiting for you, and even Gertie Goldpockets is there. Mm. And uh, Mayor Aber, he kind of like clears his throat, and he's like, yeah, we, um, the professor sent out uh, some people from the sideshow to let us know you were leaving him. I hope you don't mind, but we wanted to send you off in style. Oh, Absolutely it's a good mob. Oh my that. god. What, what did you... We had a good performance. We have done nothing that would get a bad mob on us. We haven't had one of those in... Three months. <laughs> thing um I think like even you even see Harlock here and he kind of like smiles at you all you guys kind of talked last night and he got the full story from you all and it became clear that Kavnakash's recent tampering isn't the cause for decades of gradual decline he was only an agent of a greater power occupying a structure called Moonstone, uh, Moonstone Hall underneath the city of Eskadar. And while he is deeply troubled and ashamed, he is thankful for everything you have done, and vows to cleanse the hermitage and make it a sacred place once more. And as uh, Mayor Aber stands here and like Miles. This is me telling you that you've raised your uh, reputation to a total of 10 right now. Mm -hmm. Meaning that this town really likes you a lot. Oh, I like them. And Mayor Aber, he kind of steps forward and he says, I wanted to uh, thank y'all. Everton hasn't been the um, most perfect of places, as it were. 
there's been troubles facing us all here. And everyone kind of like nods a little bit. But I wanted to, um, I wanted to really thank you because even if just for a while, you've all made life so much more straightforward and Y'all, I really can't put it any other way, but you've made... You've helped us forget that... Yeah. Life ain't always great, but... There's always someone out there who can put a smile on your face. So, Such I want the job of the circus. Couldn't put it better anyway myself. And now that's oh the key to goodness. the city. Oh, oh my goodness, Volio. Well, it's, um... <laughs> While it's not a uh, key to the city by any means, I wanted to give you all something. Oh? And he pulls out a little box. So... The first ring is a ring of minor arcana. This rolled gold ring is adorned in the center by a beautiful golden tulip. The ring gives you the power to cast uh, the following innate uh, arcane cantrips any number of times per day. Detect magic, mage hand, and prestidigitation. Each of the first level spell. The second ring is a ring of mysterious disguise. This silver ring has a glass bauble on the top, which, with inside, uh, there is like lilac and grey smoke swirls perpetually. You can activate this ring uh, once per day to cloak yourself in illusions, allowing you to cast a second level illusory disguise on yourself for one hour. This allows you to create an illusion that causes you to appear as another creature of the same body shape and with a roughly similar height and weight, and also changes your voice and scent if you need to. And lastly, Aber's Blessing. This ornate copper band has a small ruby set in the center, flanked by a pair of beautiful runes. The wearer of this ring gains the ability to understand, read, and speak one common language of their choice, selected each morning as part of their daily preparations. In addition, the wearer receives a plus one item bonus to diplomacy checks to make an impression. And he kind of smiles and says, These are, uh, these are old treasures. Oh, we've got a lot of old treasures, so if you don't like them, feel free to palm them off if you need extra gold. They will go for quite a lot. <laughs> Gladly! Oh, oh, Volio, stop that. But, um, I wanted to also declare something. That is, that you tree, as thanks for everything, we declare you Abertonians in perpetuity. Oh. Aberton is your home now, and if you ever need to come back, We'll wait you with open eyes. I thank you. Thank you. I could make a jo- I could make a joke here about being on the run from from uh from the guards, but I I won't. <laughs> kind of smiles and nods, and he's about to like clear it away when suddenly you hear wait, and it's Hello. Gertie. She comes up and she's Hello, like, "Hello, Gertie." Wait, but I've got I've got something for you all as well. Yes, yes. What is it? She pulls out a little card, which appears to be made of some strange magical parchment. This is for all of you. 
As a thank you for you. being the best customers my shop has ever had. I think these are the only customers you've ever had. This is the card of loyalty. Is this oh like my a God. coupon? Or? No, it's it's the card of loyalty. Um, you see at the back there are like six uh, circles. Every time you purchase something from a shop, uh, you can X out one of those. And once you've uh, circle X out each of these um, circles, you'll be able to get a discount on your next purchase. This oh is a coupon! God, it's a punch card. Thank it's not, you. It's a card of loyalty. A loyalty card, if you will. <laughs> wow, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. This will only work at my shop. Okay. <laughs> you should definitely keep it. Who knows, maybe you'll come back one day. That's true. Maybe. I mean, I will. We will probably, considering the fact that we enjoy touring. We'll see each other soon, I hope. Really yeah. soon. I hope so. I think Mayor Aber smiles and says, "Does anyone else have any last minute?" Oh, all right. Well, speak now or forever hold your peace. I think that's. I think that's Catholic uh, marriages, Molio. I'm Catholic. Huh? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. I think everyone kind of turns and sees Juana to punch, um, chewing that hay and shaking her head. And Melendren smiling, the Hawtons grinning. And Aberton clears a path for you all. The road awaits. Good luck, adventurers. We'll never forget you. Good luck to you, too. So you guys get back into your slurk wagon and lead the Circus of Wayward Wonders out of Aberton? Oh, the slurk wagon. Wagon of slurks. They gave a grunt at you both. Volio pats them on the head. He rubs it on Moriari. Ah! <laughs> hey! It's good for your pores. I don't... You guys lead the Circus out of Aberton. Despite all the hardships that you've gone through, the show did go on. But now a greater mystery lies upon you. What is happening in Moonstone Hall in Eskadar? What was the goal of the troglodytes in trying to destroy an Aeon Orb? And perhaps most pressingly, what's happened to you all now with the power of the Aeon Orb that's now part of who you are? The show has gone on, but now we're going to have to figure out what exactly was the ancient thing that has pushed the troglodyte again. There's only one way to find out. That's by riding this slurk wagon all the way down to Eskadar. Thank you everyone for joining us for Book 1 of Extinction Curse. The show must go on. I hope you all join us next episode as we start Book 2 of Extinction Curse, Legacy of the Lost God.
this episode of Dice to Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Dennis FFX, Eva, Chris Lutman, Hiku, Lonesome Chunk, Rick Jones, Casper, Steph, Emlyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C, Fan Daniel, Skyly Peep, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Elizabeth, Danny, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Donald Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Mel Eeyore, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Harley Fleming, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Moderna, John the Book Order, Seeker, Leon, Tyler, Dame Valerie the Turd, and Sierra. You want to support us too? Check out uh, patreon.com slash roll and see what you can get for helping us to keep it rolling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.